confuse everyone? You're obviously confused in the rap. listening to the Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we will be discussing Futurama Season 2, Episode 10, A Clone of My Own, with your host, Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And I'm Rick Horchie. Joining us today is our special guest, Dan Bernardi. How's it going, Dan? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being it's on the great show. great to be here. This will be one of those interesting ones, because we don't really know you at all. Did you prepare for the Bloodsport portion of the podcast i was unfamiliar with that i did not know that was going to be happening um i meant no i meant to tell you to bring it's better uh, that way there's not as much fear a bladed weapon or some kind of stick but i guess uh you're just going to be disadvantaged i i have i'll use my own claws i just keep score so okay tom's our official timekeeper pete you're wearing a pied piper shirt yeah the show uh silicon valley we you were wearing that shirt a couple weeks ago when we went to a show and uh, some lady came up to Pete and was like, I love your shirt. And we're like, like oh, cool. You like yeah, the show. Yeah, it's a great and show. And then she started talking about like some app, which was related. So we thought she was still talking about the show because I do watch Silicon Valley. Uh, I, I've seen a couple episodes. So you got I the idea. They, yes. they make the apps and blah, blah, or whatever, yes. the algorithm. and One of the best thingies. shows on television. Yes, that's really. what I've heard. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff related to that. She's talking about apps. And then she's just talking about um, her friend who uses this like health app. Yeah, and how annoying he was. And a diet app. But she had no idea what the show was. It was just, it was called The Piper or something like that. He called it The Piper. Yeah. And, oh, no, yeah. So, like, so, like, so her brother was, uh, it was like a dieting app. And then he'd binge eat and be like, nah, I got to pay The it Piper. Would, it would be like if, if Pete had a Soundgarden shirt on and somebody came up and was like, oh my God, I love your shirt. And you're like, oh, I'm going to talk to this big Chris Cornell fan. And they're like, <laughs> like, I have a garden and like I'm in there singing all the time and just making <laughs> sounds. Like, <laughs> My tomatoes are out of control. You should you should see what my arugula is doing this season. When one of the plants went solo, it wasn't as good. But you know, then they got all the plants got back together, and it's still not as. Then good. the and plant fronted a rap rock, <laughs> and it got really fucking awful. So it goes. So uh, no cold open again. Right? Yes, obviously. I know. Yeah, you get less and less enthusiastic about me bringing we that up. We still have another one that is going to happen. I, I usually like people bringing up pertinent or funny things. Right. So, well, how about so this? It's weird There's that some Tom would get creepy less enthusiastic. fucking clown on the Jumbotron cartoon. Like, what was that all about? Oh, I want to talk about this. Yeah? Okay. okay. I missed it. Uh, so, wait, real quick. So, Dan, uh, at the beginning, they're, they're kind of like the Simpsons couch gad. You probably noticed they got the two things every time that's different. Like the Yes, little... yes I wrote down this one, which was uh, coming soon to an illegal DVD, I believe. Is that well, that's the tagline. But so they the, always have that Before the ship crashes into the Jumbotron, yes. it's always a cartoon that's being played. Oh, okay. So I missed that. What, what was this one? You said it's Creepy Clown? Well, yeah, it's, it's a weird creepy clown, and then there's like a hand like fighting it it's like a almost like a sword fight with a yeah. real hand it the the cartoon is called coco needles the boss and it's from 1927 but the big thing about this is that the guys that created this it's mac um, i'm sorry max and dave fletcher they invented the rotoscope which is used in a ton of things like uh is it wait they, wait, wait, wait is it max fleischer fleischer yeah you said Fletcher, but yeah, yeah he's... Fletcher, I'm sorry, Max and Dave Fletcher. He's a big, Fle- big cartoon guy. Like, he was involved in a lot of that early stuff. Yeah, so this was all public domain and stuff, but this is, like, the first instance of using actual, like, live action with an actual cartoon. And, okay. And putting layers over an actual cartoon. 
or so rather, they picked a pretty historical cartoon. It wasn't just another random. Like, which was, no, I mean, no, it was it still just, public it, domain. I'm it, sure. I'm yeah, sure yeah. it was totally random, but it just when I went and researched well, it, I, I was like, oh, this wait, is wait, kind of so, crazy. So the the title of this cartoon was Coco Needles the Boss, which I I imagine is supposed to mean like Coco is a clown and it's fucking with the boss who is the animator, but Coco Needles comma the boss sounds like some kind of movie or show or whatever. Like, I, hey, who is Coco Needles? Because I would imagine a, it would a be a giant, like, uh, like a gorilla. And then, and yeah, then, yeah, like, Coco, yeah. right. whoever Coco Needles is, Coco Needles is the fucking boss. Yeah, I, I, there's that's that's something uh, good for us to investigate. They might need to, Coco Needles might need to become part of the Slurmcast canon along with uh, Gene and Chuck Illuminati and Glenn Glaze. Our Slurm Pack. <laughs> <laughs> we got Coco Needles, we got Glenn Glaze, we got Gene and Chuck Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah, Tom Waits. <laughs> be our Sunday morning cartoon, the Slurm Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, it's actually been, um, I, I watched this episode over a week ago because we were supposed to record last week and then. Uh, the Cleveland Indians were playing in the World Series, so the entire city took a shit, including you two guys. Yep, we had to. Yeah. I had to see that. Glad they won. They did not. The first game. I was well, there. That's, that's true. I went to game I, two. I went to game one. Yeah, I actually talked to your sister about this, and uh, yeah, that it was a good one. The, the first one was a good one. Yeah. couple homers, yeah. and uh, I should have stopped watching after that. Uh, the entire series, it was, it was honestly, it was a really good, unfortunately... Uh, well, the world won because everyone wanted the Cubs to win. So that's true. Except Bill for Murray. Cleveland, Bill Murray wanted the Cubs uh, to win. I hated I, Bill Murray that, for they like they had that power behind that them. week. That's all right. We we can. There's always next year, right, guys? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it until <laughs> until baseball season starts up again. I don't want to talk about it at all. Uh, I I, I um uh, uh postponed or whatever you call it my Facebook. And Instagram for two days because I just I didn't want to see any fucking memes about it. I didn't want to see Chicago celebrating. Then I turned on Saturday Night Live on Saturday and the Cubs are on twice singing with uh, Bill Murray. I just yeah, I just I don't want to talk about it or think about it. You just did. Well, you guys brought it up. You brought well, it out of me. Let's talk about fun things. Yes, like uh, Dan. What yes. what kind of a Futurama fan are you? Like where would you I rate would yourself? Say we, I'm he means de dem de Democrat or Republican. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Jack Johnson or John Jackson? Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't uh, come How do you feel that. about we're, a three percent tax on titanium? We're not oh. sending uh, any softballs at you. <laughs> no, um, I'm pretty sure I watched it back in what was it '99 when it first aired. Yep, that's right. I, I was 15. I'm pretty sure uh, I you're, watched you're it back then. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I like I was I was uh, telling Rick before the show I had all I had the first few seasons on DVD back in the day. I think uh, an ex girlfriend wound up with those, and. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch all of the new episodes, but I think I saw That's a lot of people. Everything up until that. Everything up until that. I, I definitely saw all the movies, um, and I love it. I love it. Uh, a lot of people always compare it to Simpsons. I prefer it over Simpsons myself. I love the sci-fi just insanity that, you know, you never know what you're going to get, and they pull from all sorts of really cool science yep. fiction. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'm a pretty big fan. So watching this current episode that we're doing, which is a clone of my own, when, like, 
you watched it recently, obviously, for, for the, mm-hmm. I would hope. Yes, I did. Uh, I watched it a couple times, actually. When was the last time that you actually saw this episode oh, it, before that? It's probably, I don't know, maybe, I think the last time I, like, binged all everything that there was out at the time was like 2004 so i probably watched it back then so it had been a while but i did i did remember elements of it yeah um, and you know what i might have who knows i might have caught it on comedy central yeah. at some point against you i, I probably, did rewatch you know. it on there a bunch um, I, I feel did, like did, some did of this came back to me too i mean that happens a lot with these now is i don't remember specifics but then certain things will jog my memory because it, it's been i mean it's been over 10 years since i've watched any of these and uh I have mixed feelings about this episode. It's, uh, it's, uh, Tom, Tom has an implant in his brain where he's actually watching all the episodes of Futurama simultaneously at all times. So <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. What did what were you, what were you not uh, crazy about with this one, Peter? Uh, you know, we'll we'll get to it as as we talk okay. through. It. I think I think I have some specific things. Some of them are probably uh, expected, and then some of them are just sort of personal things. I'll just tell Ooh. you up front. Uh, I don't like Hubert. Never liked him. <laughs> don't like him. I don't like the uh, the thing they did. You know, like you know, on sitcoms, especially in the '80s, when they had like it would start to get stale and they would throw in a kid or whatever. And yep. it's like, I feel like it was mm-hmm. exactly what this was doing. All right. Was, well, well, let's let's get there then. Okay. So uh, this all starts with a big. Fake I'm out. there now. I've well, gotten there. Get in your time machine. Step back. All right. So wh- where does it? Uh, where does uh, it start so it gets started with. I don't remember the beginning. Um, they Good sh- news. Good news, uh, everyone. But it's they, not. They trick the professor into oh, yeah. going to Mars University to face disciplinary hearings. I like why he realizes that he's getting disciplinary hearings. It's because he's like, everyone's for saving the brain of Hitler. But when you put it in a, in a great shark. shark. Yeah. <laughs> right. What was, what was the professor doing trying to put Hitler's brain in a shark? What was his experiment that that's what he was trying to do? I don't think anyone could ever know except I him. Mean, that's definitely. What? I don't know. That, that was insane, but hilarious. That that's one of those uh, Professor Farnsworth things. That's that's one of those like uh, they're like, oh, he he's you know totally uh, he's a mad scientist. So here's like yes. the most random. Well, you know. he's also just kind of old and demented. Yeah, and too. demented. Yeah, but, but great white sharks are kind of scary. But so. I don't understand. Alone, you don't yeah, need to right. put Hitler's brain yeah. in there. So uh, think about what he, he could have accomplished. Why would he act like? Why would he go and face the charges? Because they have to fly to Mars for the Could he just be like, carp. "Oh, I lost the, I lost the letter. I, I didn't know that it was happening." And he, he shows up, and not only does he show up, he's wearing a fucking top hat. <laughs> and that's the part I didn't understand. Like everybody else was kind of dressed up, but he's, he's dressed up like Mister Moneybags from Monopoly. Is right. that? I feel like they just. I, I think like the crew just got him to dress like that. To go to that, and he didn't. Yeah, feel like that's he, a good and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah you're going whatever. to court. You have to dress up. Here's a top hat." Do you, Do you think you could have um, just popped the hat? Out? Like, is he cognizant enough of his surroundings that you could just drop a top hat on his head and he'd be aware yes. of it? No, he would just be like, "Oh, I'm wearing," you know. No, that's my head the most is likely. warm. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's feasible. I just, uh, I. <laughs> Now, I can't tell. Like I said, it's been a it's been a like a week or so since I watched this, and then autocorrect often uh, messes up my notes. But the Department of Pool Studies <laughs> was that was that the the dean of the Department of Pool Studies was one of the people he bitched out when he went on his tirade. He was uh, the, yeah, because he uh, the pool boy studies or something like that. Oh, was what that's it. Was. it. Okay, no, so he was like it says pool of studies. Yeah. Department of Pool by much fa- much funnier. Yeah, um, but. 
Then okay. more like Professor Hairpiece. Yeah. <laughs> and and Wormstrom. <laughs> Wormstrom. And Dean Streptococcus. So I think maybe is that Caucus. why he went to this hearing, just to give all of these deans a piece of his mind? Like Probably. You know, you know what? Because he was like, he figured like, yeah, I'm bringing up, uh, being brought up on dis- disciplinary charges. I'm just going to give everyone and bring I'll everyone down tenure, with me. So that's it. Okay. That, that totally makes sense. Because um, he... The professor doesn't give a fuck. He's so old, he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's older than he even tells everyone. I know. Yes. That's um, what you do when you get old. You tell people you're Look at young, Pete. younger or older. You don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, in, in many instances, this is true, and in many others, it, it continues to be untrue, unfortunately. Anybody else like Zoidberg's jokes? Or oh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts. Uh, the first one, but I don't believe he intended it in, was an intended yeah, joke. That was, yeah, and then the second one was nobody clapped. And it's Zoidberg at the Apollo all over again, which <laughs> yes. I love the fact that he performed there. That, yes. was, that was wonderful. But, but this actually sheds some light. You know, there's, we've, we've often discussed um, what Zoidberg's <coughs> sort of hold on the Planet Express crew is because Hermes clearly hates him, and he's totally incompetent. And yet it turns out he's one of the professor's oldest friends. So again, that could that could go back in the history to explain some of that. But the the uh, you know, just before we get too far ahead, going back to a uh, you know, another criticism of Bender, all of a sudden he's a PA system. He just has a knob on it, it turns it on, and all of a sudden I put that note down. Has he always had that microphone jack on his uh, side with uh, a knob? No. No, I don't think no. so. No, and I'm the only one on this podcast that has a problem with that stuff. So we got well, welcome to flavor. Right yeah. the welcome to flavor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you not pay attention to the theme of this episode? <laughs> was, uh, if you can believe it or imagine yes, it, then it's, that's you know, true. If you can dream it, whatever the hell he said. We we have well established my feelings towards magical behavior on this science fiction program. Well, okay, Horchie. Uh, well, how did you feel about Captain Muskie coming out? Uh, did you Cap- enjoy that, Captain Muskie? Um, like, well, yeah, of course. Like actually, Captain Dan and I Pike? were talking about that outside. Um, that was awesome uh, to see a that random reference. Pike reference. Yeah, uh, that's um, for for anybody listening that doesn't know. That's uh, uh, um, not the, the one from the new. Not the yeah, Captain not from, Pike the, the, from reboot. the new reboot. The um, pilot for for the original Star Trek um, is a different actor, a different captain than Kirk. Uh, but the whole cast except for Spock was different. And uh, 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 um, they did an episode. I think like episode eight or nine or something like that. It was a two parter called The Menagerie. It's a two-part episode where they take the footage from that pilot that hadn't aired originally, you know, the, the first episode aired. And it's in the first season, and it's um, in the episode. Like, you know, there's no reason to go into the whole thing. Like, nobody, nobody gives a shit. Uh, but in that episode, um, played by a different actor, the original captain, Captain Pike, is, uh, he's been in a horrible accident or, or battle or whatever, and he's, he's in that, that machine that's keeping him alive, kind of a Darth Vader-style, you know, thing that keeps breathing. Like he's Stephen all scarred Hawking? Up. Like a mobile More robot like, um, body. Christopher thing. Reeves, yeah. Okay. And all he can do is beep for yes or no or whatever, which you would, of all the other technology they have in the yeah. 23rd century, like that was, you know. Or why, like, couldn't they put his head into a glass jar like all of the other fucking glass No, I jar meant heads. on Star Trek, it's ridiculous that that was the best they could do with his body. <laughs> oh. And now in Futurama, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And in like, Futurama, that's still the best you could yeah, do. Exa- like, this, yeah, they, they still haven't advanced enough to, to heal this guy. And then, so the, Captain Muskie, yeah. uh, Muskie is a type of, um, uh, it's a, bre- uh, it's it's a, a fish. It's a type of pike. Uh, it's a, a sub 
subgroup of, of Pike or whatever. Okay. So that was a cool, oh. um, you wow. know, little nerd thing in there. I'm Thank glad you. you explained that because there's like four layers of references. Thank I you, Bill. Yeah, it was really yeah, a about. weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And all he had to do was beep, and the audience. It's a lost really good they episode. If you get a chance to on Netflix to watch those two episodes, it's a good two parter um, of Star Trek. And after that one beep, and everybody lost it, Zoidberg said, I, I'd hate to follow that guy. <laughs> <or whatever." laughs> yeah. I, 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 so uh, it turned into a this is your life situation for the, for the professor which, which is fry was supposed to do but then he didn't and then leela ended up making the yeah documentary. yeah and then it ends with him cursing out the audience <laughs> yeah. again which is really uh, is wonderful uh but my uh, the professor uh six uh made the first robot to successfully qualify for a boat loan yeah, what does that entail? Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how oh, that's... After working for mom for 50 years. So this is more foreshadowing, I feel. Yeah, we're just kind of like uh, that. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. is. There's a lot of world building in this episode for sure, you know? Yeah. Has that not been brought up before? I think it has. I think... If it has, it was, it was just in passing. And honestly, I don't know that it has yet. Okay, because, well, then if you don't remember, a, then a there's fish, a chance it hasn't On a been. fish full of dollars. Um, was that it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, when mother's three sons are trying to kidnap it, like you would think that the professor would have had something to say about it because they're having this big long uh, it's engagement mom, with not mom. Mother. It's mom, it's mom, mother. What? Okay, whatever. Um, clearly, I'm invested in. All I like of this. that character from Futurama called Mother. Well, so one of my favorite uh, uh, fry fry lines was um, they, so they watched that 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 video about the professor and. Um, He's like, I, I was supposed to make a video uh, about the professor. Um, but, uh, then I said, why should I have to? Or, or why should I? And then Leela made it. But if I had made it, it would have looked something like this. And then <laughs> <laughs> more, yeah. more topless girls on motorcycles. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, kind of related to that, every time there's some sort of gala or fancy event, Amy and Leela dress up in these like crazy go go girl outfits, which I'm okay with. It's just they are increasingly revealing every single time. You're, you're still thinking in the 20th century uh, in terms of modesty. Modesty, yeah. Well, if that was really the case, Ooh. wouldn't they just go naked, or is it just that the dress no, kind of accentuates more? I'm pretty sure mystery still stands in the future. Okay. Like, you don't want to reveal it all all the time. I, I just during I, Christmas, I'd I'm be pretty okay sure with that. certain creatures or can X-mas. pull that kind of dress off. Not anybody can like pull Miss that Universe. Off. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think it's more along the lines of that's kind of a fetching getup that they happen to be wearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's interesting that for say this black tie event where the professor is literally wearing a tuxedo and a top hat, they're wearing these really kind of skimpy cocktail dress as opposed to like gowns i guess is really what i'm getting at but yeah so the boat loan i like that line too i think it's just that obtaining a boat loan like you you kind of have to have fuck you money to begin with to get a boat or you have to be really i think i don't even know how you get a boat loan you go to a bank and ask Where, for a boat i loan. mean i know the process of it but i don't know what the qualifications well, to get how a boat. sentient of a robot does this have to be in order to maybe that's the qualification know, go was through that life was the to most... the point where you can afford a boat lo- what kind know? of collateral did this uh, robot put down could have put this down its, itself if it was made yeah. out of a valuable uh, enough metal it could have just been like okay if i don't pay you can come and take off my outer <laughs> shell and expose my circuits and why did that robot want a boat 
Um, maybe. Why it, would anyone want a boat? I want a boat. Why would the professor want that robot to? Maybe that boat? wasn't well, the intention. Maybe he, um, you know, this was the most advanced robot at that time, and that's what it chose. Yeah, to do. it's finally able yeah. to, you know. I'm sure yeah, he was proud I of like that. that. Yeah, where he just invented this robot and then it decided to just yeah. get a boat loan. Yeah, before that, they were incapable of reaching that level. Essentially, I had a friend approach me once at a party to ask me if I wanted to go in on a boat with him and some other people. It was like, yeah, know this guy, he's selling a boat. I mean, we can't we can't afford it ourselves, but maybe we could all pull together. And I was like, thank you so much for talking to me about this. Before asking my wife, because my wife would have 100% said yes. She would have been all in, and I would have had to, you know, like, divorce he just her. wants to stand on the bow. Yeah, and I'm do, king do of the head world. Head. <laughs> he, like, and he was so, he was so surprised. Like, it was like, it was such a great fake out for him because he thought he'd be like, yeah, let's, let's start planning. I'm like, no fucking way do I want anything to do <laughs> with a goddamn boat. Don't, don't ever talk to me about it again because it, it's just, like, we live by a lake. If you really yeah. wanted to go out on the water, you could steal a fucking shipping pallet and stick a sail on it, and there you go. That works. That's called a Cleveland boat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a... Uh, That's a, a good, like, Charlie Brown boat. There's a you know, place like. in Rocky River where they charge you, like, $75 an hour to stand on shipping pallets with sails and paddle around like an asshole. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the long and the short of the professor getting his this-is-your-life treatment is he becomes increasingly upset and despondent that he has not produced an heir in his 150-some years on Earth. Um, yep. So he's trying to pass on his genetic material and therefore his legacy. And uh, Well, he just... he First, he just wants someone to carry on his legacy. He wants a successor to the professor. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that such a funny line when Zoidberg dropped that? What? Because well, oh, I didn't even realize it until <laughs> you guys Zoidberg. all said it. I didn't. I, think I have it was, in my notes. Yeah. So successor to the professor. I I like where uh, was it Hermes that told him to to cram it up wherever his species traditionally <laughs> crams things. Like I, I, does over the over the the course of the series does Hermes disdain for Zoidberg get worse and worse and worse? Like will we continue to see this intensify, or is it really sort of reached peak? Antagonism. No, he uh, constantly just Hermes hates Zoidberg. But, but does he get more vitriolic? As yeah. Time goes oh, on? wait, wait till when it comes back on a Comedy Central, they they have even more like it. It's a little bit more racy than Fox stuff. Really? So, yeah. So those go-go outfits get a little shorter, and the language gets a little. <laughs> we'll stronger. see what happens. Most of the episodes aren't really that great. So. Uh, great. I, I'm glad we have that to look forward to. Um, I like that Hermes limbo. He wants to do the limbo contest, and he just limbos right underneath the stove. <laughs> and she puts the garbage can in front of it. He just slides the trash to block. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And and so here we are. We get introduced to the professor's clone, Hubert. Oh wait, we learn an important fact in this episode. We do. We actually learned that uh, before, but they bring it up again. That's in an earlier episode too. That. Blood is thicker than water? Blood thicker than... Uh, that's um, No, I thought you were going to say that the French language was dead. Right. <laughs> the pilot episode, the first, very first episode. What happened to the French? Well, the, the, they are especially resistant to adding new words to their language. So it's 
it could be that just so many new words got added into the common vernacular that they just obsolete. The la- yeah, yeah, the language went completely obsolete. They all died in a cheese fire. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so Cubert, uh, who is uh, horrible, just he's awful. I spelled Cubert like the um, like the Atari video game? Or, or Nintendo, like the little or orange guy with the big nose. On the sub- just the Q and then Bert. The yeah. Was that Atari? Or Nintendo. The... It was Nintendo, right? I'm one of the other it could have been Atari. Arcade, it was arcade it was an arcade maybe. game yeah. originally. Arcade. I think I had it on ColecoVision. On the subtitles, okay. it refers to Cubert <laughs> as or like it. It's written the Q. The letter Q. Yeah, yeah. The that's Q, weird. Really. Everything I looked up about it, it was with the C U. That's how it's e. spelled. But I guess for phonetically, he sucks. That his voice is fucking annoying. Dan, what do you think of Cubert? Um, I think he's uh, a sorry attempt at a Bart Simpson. No, yes. I don't know. I don't. I yeah, don't really no, that's, like. That's true. I don't really like Hubert either. I mean, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a negative Nancy. He's, I mean, he he's just... another Bender. Hey, I'm saying some smart ass stuff, but like Bender's already there. No, we already no, no, have yeah. Bender, you know. You know who he is? He's another Gunter. So they're already kind of cannibalizing and recycling their Gunter. own plots. The From... the monkey. From the last oh. time they were at Mars University. Right. Probably the same voice, too. That's, that's what I was wondering. I thought it's, the voices um, were the same. And I'm wondering if they're both... Are they both Nancy Cartwright? No. No, it's not. some Nickelodeon. Cartwright? I recognize that voice from, like... From a bunch of 90s cartoons. Nickelodeon yeah. or something. Uh, I, I looked her up. She's in a bunch of stuff. So that she, we, you know, uh, what's her first name? Kath or K-A-T-H-S-O-U-C-I-E. Um, yeah, she does Kathy a bunch of... Soshi. Yeah, she does a bunch of stuff in here. Her, like, credits, there's, like, a bunch of... I, <coughs> Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah, Rugrats. Like that's what it was. Captain yeah, well, yeah. Planet, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, you know what? She wow. was, um... Do you remember the twins on Rugrats? I think she was oh. probably the female twin. That's who she Phil sounds and, like. Phil and Lil? Lil. Is that it? There was okay, Lil? so yeah, was maybe. she shooting for a Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson voice on this? It sounds like it. I mean, he, I, he looks like Bart Simpson. It, uh, like, it, I think it was definitely a, like... Not rip off, but just a almost just an homage, an to homage, it. or just let's have this type of character. Oh, this is how we're going to design it and everything. And it basically became Bart Simpson only. It was a, it, kind of a cross between Bart Simpson with the Gunter, um, and a little bit of Nelson, almost. a little but bit that, of Nelson. That's, that's the whole thing is the professor gets all despondent about not having passed on his genes, but like. Back in the Mars University episode, the first one, like Gunter was almost fulfilling that role as an heir. Before, but then look what happened. Well, I know, I know, but he, I mean, I, I thought Gunter was a dick, but I liked him better than Cubert, a lot better than Cubert. Cubert's a piece of because he was a cute monkey. You know? Cubert was originally designed. He was thought of before the show ever came to. That was one like, of those. Uh, really. Air and everything, the things, and they like were going to have him just on the sidelines, uh, pointing out everything that doesn't make sense in the show, oh, like he does Pete. in this episode. Which yeah, like why I think show. if uh, if anything, Pete, you're the Cubert of the the show. Oh, that's great. And, Thanks. Uh, I think that Pete is the Cubert of my life. <laughs> that's yes, I'll accept that role. But that's all he did this entire. Ep- I mean, up until the end, where he just was like, that, "Right, that's the that's, thing." He came around in the end. I feel 
you know, yeah, but we're getting ahead sure. of ourselves. But that, you know, I, I he, 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 yeah, you can make that game. point. But you did, guys, yeah. have, you guys, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, you know, his future appearances, but is he always such a little yeah. shit? Yeah. Is, is he around for the long haul now? Yep. Yeah. Uh, him he's and then you meet Hermie's son and they kind of team up as these like annoying adolescent kids. Or you remember Hermie's son? Yes. Yeah. yeah What's and it's his just, name? I can't even remember his name, but he's on a few of those too. <laughs> Yeah, and they had the random the, little two kids. They're dynamic. just there to like, uh, one of the characters. Oh, this and that, and they're there to point out like, well, you guys are stupid, and they just, it's, they're just annoying. I hate it. It's the. I well, think, I I think they, you're investing a lot into this character. I think he's just supposed to be a shitty foil. Like yeah, to the but, entire show. Yeah, but yeah. I'm looking over out overall. Is that what you're gonna say, Dan? That he's just like well, yeah, that he, exactly. That he's just like, did they just write him in so they could criticize themselves and be like, and what's just, stupid about all these things? Just be but, kind of meta about. Yeah. It. Actually, yeah, that's you know? yeah, you're probably right. That's I didn't really think of that, um, uh, but that makes a lot of sense. But actually, they uh, this is the episode where they explain how the dark matter drive works. So yep. it's taken uh, 23 episodes to get there. And here we are. And it actually, the way that they describe it by, you know, bending the universe around rather than actually traveling through it, um, it really, that whole conceit almost seems to borrow from the improbability drive in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, where it's, it's you're, you're instantaneously in all places at once and you kind of randomly show up where no, it is No, that's not the go. same thing. That's a, that's a different concept then. This is more like the... Um, Star Trek uh, warp bubble theory of like putting yourself in a warp bubble and then moving the space around you. Also, in twenty two oh eight, they increase the speed, speed of light. light. Uh, we're, it doesn't come up, but um, that's impossible. <coughs> that's weapons. And then that's what weapons what grade balonium. It's not impossible. Balonium. <laughs> that yeah, that's what I said, and that's maybe my favorite thing that Kubert says in this, and I need to work it into my daily yeah. language. Balonium. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weapons great. I bologna. need to work it more into my diet because I love bologna, <laughs> bologna, some American cheese, and somehow dark matter drive. Uh, it has two hundred percent fuel efficiency. Craft <laughs> Miracle Whip. They say it's not mayonnaise; it's salad dressing. But it's, but if it's mayonnaise to me, if the dark matter drive and has some white bread, two hundred percent fuel efficiency. In a later episode, they have to stop at a gas station to fill up on dark matter. And also, there was the Nibbler episode where he just they, pooped the he dark pooped matter? out the dark matter they needed. It. If it per two hundred percent fuel efficiency, then they would never need to fill up. As an aside, I hope everyone enjoys all of our dry coughing going on in this. Yeah, episode. sorry out there. I'm trying to do it off mic. No, I, I yeah, I've got it too. There's a virus going around that I've will been probably sick for a month. Kill us in the next couple weeks. So. I don't think I'm contagious anymore. I think I'm past it. Now it's just a cough because I have shitty lungs. And professor's showing Cubert around the lab, right? Yeah, That's, and he's yeah. just and he's just shitting on everything. So is yeah. is the, is the turn in this episode really that the professor having having spawned an heir determines that. Well, there's not really much to pass on anyway. I'm, I'm a horrible, horrible failure, so I'm just going to call in the, the Sunset Squad to come and get me. Right, which we learned earlier that the, that the Sunset Squad, you know, as soon when you turn one, 160, yep. they come in and they, they take you away. And they take you away yeah, to a mysterious planet you never nobody return knows where from. it is. Yeah, near, yeah nobody knows where it is. Right, you're right. Did, well, so... That, I guess that was something I didn't but, understand. He called the Sunset Squad to come and pick him up. He was lying about his age. But did, 
do they really come when you turn 160, or what is the tracking mechanism so that they understand that? That didn't make any Records, sense to me. I don't know. Well, also to uh, jump ahead a little no, bit yeah, is that later on, uh, there's a guest drop-off at the near-death star? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's oh. it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I didn't even think of that. They just drop them off. Like the family, you know, is like, oh, 160. <laughs> oh, we just need to go, stop, for, stop for gas. Just uh, <laughs> why don't you get out and stretch your legs a little bit? Yeah. But also, if nobody knows where it is, then like, right. where, why would there right. be, you know? And they're like, it's a mysterious planet. But then when they find it and they're sniffing around with the smelloscope and then they get there, Leela's like, that's the near Death Star. They, oh, yeah. Why didn't they just say it's called near Death Star? We don't know where it is, but right. Well, they like, didn't know what the planet was initially. Uh, which they, is not a planet. Well, yeah. How did they know the name? I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Where or is that the, the slang? Well, maybe that's a slang term. Or the, for yeah, it. They Are you guys it that sort of coming across maybe? Uh, inconsistencies in the storytelling. Yeah, like actual inconsistencies, though, not like fun joke ones. Not like know. not like magical chess cavities well, and whatnot. If you can imagine yeah. there being a consistency, then it can it's possible. But, oh yeah, yeah. So let's just all ignore these inconsistencies. I'm just gonna imagine nothing but that there are consistencies. Um, I so the near the Sunset Squad robots are basically Grim Reapers. Um, which makes sense, I guess. I, although I don't know why they need to be so sinister. I mean, they could just as easily be like, well, you hear know, this, yeah. hear me out, hear me out. What if the near Death Star, you know, it's unapproachable. It's this military, you know, sphere or whatever. They all know what it. That's the near Death Star, but we don't go near it, or you know, we're not supposed to. So they know the name of it. But little do they know, and they just find out. Oh, that's where they take the old people. It's the near Death Star. We just thought it was some. You know, military sphere that you couldn't go near because it was you right. Know. So that's why she knew the name of it. Is what I'm saying. Maybe that's. I, I think know. space is pretty fucking big, so you can get lost in it or hide yourself in it if you really wanted to. That's that's what I think. You pick a remote enough. No, I'm place. just trying to say a reason why she might have known the name of it. I don't know. Big Boots knows all kinds of things, which <laughs> makes me uh, reminds me. They refer to her as Big Boots like two or three times in this episode. Mm-hmm. Is that specific to this, or is that something that becomes a recurring she has, thing? She has Leela has giant feet. Is it like like Peggy Hill giant feet? Yeah, or it's just, kind of kind of similar joke. Does, so it keeps coming back. Yeah, I, I'd never noticed it before, and I don't think it had been mentioned before. I don't the, think no. That was the like they hit when it I was two or three times it. though. Yeah, she she has big feet. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fine. I guess when you're a mutant, you can have all kinds of weird uh, uh, symmetry problems. Though this episode really made me think about my life in general and that I really should do something meaningful, like be a prison guard or a teacher's aide. <laughs> yeah, I love that that's what Q- Hubert, Hubert doesn't want to be an inventor. He, he wants to be maybe a prison guard? What? But that's, that's, that's an opportunity that's ripe for uh, self uh, enrichment through corruption. <laughs> I could, and really, so is being a teacher's aide because you could just pass kids and take cash payments for it. So it makes sense. It's like it's very low effort, kind of high risk, but very high reward. <laughs> I mean, depending on how uh, unethical you are, you could really make the most out of that situation. Um, when the professor is getting picked up by the, the Sunset Squad robots, and he's stalling. Was that an homage to the jerk? I thought so. I wrote that down, actually. Yeah, Steve I didn't Martin, even think about it until you said, oh, Martin, I'm going to say bit. goodbye to my lamp. And yes. 
and all of that. Yes, I loved it. Good, goodbye, cruel world. Goodbye, cruel lamb. Goodbye, yeah. cruel, cruel drapes. Yeah, or drapes or whatever. No, yeah. but drapes with the uh, what cr- appears to be cruel muslin <laughs> <laughs> and the little pom-pom pole cords. <laughs> My, uh, I like that she smells letters to the to the editor when she's uh, smelling for the professor. <laughs> my my ex wife did that when she was finally moving all of her stuff out of our place, and it was like, she said goodbye to everything. No, she she specifically gave me a list of things she wouldn't be taking, and and she had taken everything. I mean, our apartment was completely cleared out except for like my computer and my guitars and my clothes and all the and a bottle his of ketchup. towels. Well, they. they <laughs> They, they were kind of afraid. I wasn't sad to see them go. But but she was like, I'm going to leave that lamp and the kitchen knives and these these dishes and the computer desk because I, I was keeping the computer. Which, it was just in a she, pile with all the knives and, inside and yeah, of all of it. And, and she didn't have a computer. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like that, I mean, it was really like everything's gone. So she's, she's leaving and taking all this stuff. I'm like so happy to see her go. And she's like, I'm taking that lamp. I'm like, are are you seriously gonna take that lamp? She's like, yeah. Like, all right. Like, and, and she took the lamp. She took the computer. She did like all the stuff that she literally you said. Can't find another light she, source somewhere. She said explicitly yeah. that she wasn't going to take it. Walmart or whatever. And, like. and all she it was so much fun because all she was trying to do was like provoke me, and I was like, okay, I'll go to I'll go to Target and buy another lamp. I, I just it. like picturing you in a room. Uh, with just a computer, a, a computer folding desk, chair, one lamp, and a shirt that says divorced, and then yeah. she comes in and takes the lamp. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's like just it's, him in the dark. Just the, but the, the, the light shirt from the screen glows in the dark <laughs> with divorce <laughs> on it. And, and my guitars. And it, it was, I mean, it was really like, and it was just one of those things where you're like trying to connect on. She's like, I'm taking the computer desk. And I'm like, okay, number one, it's a hassle because now I got to take all the shit off the computer desk. I'm like, why do you want to take the computer desk? You don't have a computer. She's like, I want it. <laughs> Fucking take it then. You're you're a psychopath. Oh, yeah. This is great. And it, it, I mean, again, one of the happiest days of my life to see <laughs> that door close. Like, I, okay, I'll go, I'll go buy some new shit now, and you still have to be a horrible person for the rest of your life. That's it. I'm okay with that trade off. But uh, it, it, anytime I see the jerk or something like that, that's the first thing that comes into my head. It's just like I've lived through this. <laughs> what can I grab and walk away with? That yeah, you know. like I. I <laughs> she she actually actually one of the preliminary uh you know move out things because there you know there was like two or three runs where she'd come and pick stuff up. She took the flour and the sugar from the kitchen. Like and, and they weren't even in like fancy canisters or something. Like they were just in shopping bags tied to keep like bugs and humidity out. And I had been away uh out of town on a trip for work or something. I come home and I'm Looking at my newly ransacked house, and I look at the cabinet; they're gone. And the next day, I call her. I'm like, "Did did did you need to take the flour and the sugar?" And she's like, "Why did you want it?" I'm like, "No, I mean, like, I'll go spend three dollars and replace it. I really don't give it. But like, did you need to take it?" And she's like, "Why are you making a big deal out of it?" I'm I, I'm not. I'm literally just one hundred percent perplexed that. That you would do that, like that's that's how weird it got. She didn't want to leave you with anything. No, with nothing. Can, yes, nothing. Like I'm, and I'm, to this day, I'm kind of surprised that she never uh, fought to take my guitars and stuff. We're just like, li- like literally, you have no reason to want these other than to be a complete shit. And I think the only reason that she didn't take them 
was because of like one thing that she she couldn't justify to even the few people that were still friendly with her at that point. Like it was like, well, now you're just being a, a complete fucking asshole. <laughs> like the rest is like, okay, yeah, it's still dumb, but whatever. But but in that case, you're like, really, really? She took the glasses right off of his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then poked Not me in the eye. Not even the same prescription, yeah. I'm taking oh. these three uh, skin flakes and uh, this eyelash. I found out she was someone else's problem recently, and it just made me feel really good about all the choices I've made since then. <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, so on that note, I, I, just, I couldn't figure out if it was a direct homage or if it's some... I mean, he was just stalling, basically, to get carried away by the Grim Reaper robots, so I don't know if... <coughs> It was a little mix of that. Then they had, you know, the whole goodbye cruel world thing that everybody's mm-hmm. so familiar with, and everything's cruel in the professor's yeah. uh, lab. I yeah, guess you know, especially Hubert. He's a real. <laughs> He's the piece worst. Of shit. He's the worst. Um, so then the the once they so he well he records his goodbye uh, message on yeah. like a video camera with a tape. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't think it was a VHS tape because it was smaller. So it, it might have like been a like a mini digital like, tape yeah, or something. A hologram okay. tape. But yes, <laughs> then when they watch it, it's on a hologram. That's taking what? like all the past technology and making it future. Which well, it could it could have very been very Futurama thing to do. A 3D holographic camera. Like like that seems like one of those things that you'd think I'd get pissed off and <laughs> shitty about. And it's not like that. Just that made sense. It's almost yep. like an anachronistic thing. Like it either completes no, I what think, I can't see. I uh, think I got the joke, and you guys didn't. You're just like, well, oh, whatever. What What I like is that whenever they show something like that, whenever it finishes, it always looks like the Princess Leia thing from Star Wars, where she goes to turn off <laughs> the thing. Like that's always the last scene is the person turning off the thing. Like you, you can't edit your hologram. Well, yeah, that's because they were referencing that. You think that wasn't a coincidence? <laughs> No, it wasn't a coincidence. They yeah, were referencing. You know what? That one but, guy looked a lot like um, Captain Pike from Star Trek. It was, was so no, weird. But I like <laughs> just no the fact that you bring up that you don't you can't edit the hologram. So the last scene is you shutting You're it always off. Shutting which off. Uh, I never mind. I don't have anything to say. Yeah, well, hey, if you want really if you weird. want me to get shitty about something, Bender can tase people now. When the fuck did that happen? He's a robot. I mean, that's he's probably got some sort of electricity charging through him that he can do that, I guess. And he's covered in metal. Okay, you know. but there are there have been a number of instances where that very power probably could have come into play it's and true. all of a sudden this happens. I and remember when Roger Rabbit got out of the handcuffs? No. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay. Well well then You could do that in the entire know. time. Well even later even, no. later even later on in <laughs> it, it wasn't part of the joke. <laughs> The only thing I remember about Roger Rabbit is Bob Hoskins and Jessica Rabbit. Oh. I love fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a in one of the most. Yeah, when they uh, killed that shoe in the in the the, the dip. You yeah, don't that remember the, Christopher Lloyd being the uh, creepy with the eyes know, that that Doctor Doom or no? Oh, 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 oh. Was oh, it Doom? Doom? Full Doom. circle, was just Doom. Full circle, inspired by. Coco Needles the Boss. Oh, <laughs> oh. right. Probably. The Roto first Scout. mix of, yeah. 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 Live yeah. action. Everything is connected. Oh, my wow. God. Uh, 
I've bringing I, it all back around to I, the flying machine. I've been diagnosed I wrote that with, down. <laughs> with and I thought I was going to be the one to say it. I've been diagnosed with talking hump syndrome before. <laughs> THS. Yeah. THS. Um, did did you when they were zooming through the near death star, which um, to me seemed like a cross between the Death Star and the Matrix, like the actual non-holographic world in the Matrix. Yeah, where was, everybody was, there was batteries. Yeah, the real yeah. world in the Matrix. Did you did you catch any of the names as they were zooming around looking for the professor? I wasn't able to see any of them. I didn't know if they were like Easter egg jokes stuck. No, in I didn't see anything. Yeah, there like, was I, there was. Oh, geez, what was it? Um, for the names of the people. Yeah. Because they were all—I mean, it was on all the plaques outside their file cabinet drawers that they were stashed. In. Yeah, there, there was a couple, or at least one. I can't remember what they were, but there was a couple of Easter eggs in there. Sad. Yeah, I guess. I mean, usually we catch those. I don't know. Good, so maybe who whose job is that? Probably some podcast that's obsessive uh, about about this show. I Let yeah. Them figure it out. Like we got other things to deal with than like actually. Taking time to we're here to talk about uh, Bender's uh, uh, chest cavity cavity and and the girls' outfits. We don't have time to look up uh, the Easter eggs from this episode. I could talk about the girls' outfits probably all day long. They're they're really strong female characters, and they they have some agency. I like it, but I don't know what that hand gesture means. Um, <laughs> he was rolling dice. I, yeah. I, no, what? He first was, of all, I was pulling also, the voting machine. He was he for, was uh, for hill dog pigeons. Bringing it back to later, early, <laughs> way wait, earlier wait, wait, in wait. the episode. Feeding the pigeons. The the, pol- <laughs> the polling machine, P O L E, or P O L L. P U L L. All right. The polling machine. Is that one of the professor's inventions? Yeah. What were you guys talking about? Pigeons or something? No, no, no. Back way earlier in the episode, uh, after they meet Hubert, uh, what if what is Fry and Bender playing against the wall? Like no one remembers that they're yeah, like I, throwing no. something against the wall, like a ping pong kind of a thing. It was know, it was like, like that, they were not... throwing like money against the wall, and like <laughs> Bender's was like closer to the wall or. Bounced off better or something like that. Yeah, it's when Hubert's going around doing nothing better than just picking on everything. Right, right. Because oh, no one, no one like remembers that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One. So one thing that I, I, you know, observed during this episode is that a lot of the exterior shots were really cool looking in this one. Like it seems like they dropped a All lot the, of money. The near Death Star stuff. Well, was, and was on great. the near Death Star, but also. Way prior to that, anytime they were showing the exteriors of the Planet Express office and things, like it looks like they dumped a bunch of money into the 3D budget on this. Oh episode. yeah, more, there's a more lot so of 3D in this, but it, it looked really nice. Get them! I mean, seize them! <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> uh, that henchman. Speaking of callbacks, I forget or you know earlier references. I forgot to mention this when we we're talking about the uh, <clears throat> the French thing um, uh, in the dub version. In uh, France, uh, German German was the uh, the dead language. <laughs> they really? changed yep. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Is that like DVD commentary knowledge? Or? It was the Infosphere. Oh, okay. I'm glad you guys are doing. I research can't wait till we space. actually get introduced to the Infosphere, so Pete knows what the Infosphere yeah. is. <laughs> I'm really. Oh yeah. I just take it as something you guys are you know talking about. Um, <laughs> it's this place that we go. We put these helmets on, and Tom and I go into this Futurama land. <laughs> it's like Westworld, but. Uh, instead of cowboys, it's just all Futurama characters, and we shoot them. 
Oh, or have are you guys watching? Them. You guys watching Westworld? <laughs> Anybody watching that? Uh, yeah. Do you still have your HBO stuff? No. Fuck, man. I'm waiting. I'm watch waiting it? on Westworld. I think I'm going to binge it, but I have seen. That's probably I have seen idea. the original movie. And, I haven't. And I didn't Future even know World. it was a movie until recently. Yes. What, I mean, what's Future World? Is that related? Future or is World that... is the sequel to oh, really? the original Westworld oh, okay. with Peter Fonda, I believe. Is oh, really? It. Yes. Then maybe I have seen that. I I never heard of Westworld. I mean, I mean, and. I don't know I have if enjoy new... is the right word. It's it's intriguing, and I, I like watching it. I have a new uh, show coming out called Westerama. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it um, like a Western Futurama, or is it... Uh... Like Game of Thrones, where it's like <laughs> Westeros, but uh, a Rama. All of the above. So it's like Westworld in Westeros um, with dragons? Everything you like about everything on TV, that's what's in the show. So, so West Coast rap, uh, West Philadelphia. <laughs> um, born and raised. Cocktail dresses that look nice on one-eyed ladies. <laughs> it's 30 minutes of Uncle Phil throwing jazz out of a house. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's got to be a super cut of that on YouTube, right? Of just all the... Oh, 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 wait, wait. You meant like, ja- like Jazzy Jeff. Being thrown yeah. out of the house. I, see, I, I went way more abstract with it and thought it was like him throwing actual music out of the house. You mean yeah. like the sound wave? <laughs> <and> stuff, <laughs> yeah. Not even the records or Louis yeah. Armstrong like himself? He's up on the just only floor only the for sweep, sweep. And he, just, he, he opens his mouth and throws his hands out in, in like a manner of jazz hands, just like... <laughs> or like things associated jazz. with jazz, yeah. just like throwing bourbon and like you know uh, the you know the hand signal for throwing <laughs> jazz, right? It's it's something like that. <laughs> you got that all over me. <laughs> they got my eye. Dan just sorry. did the universal sign for love. Yeah. You know, no, no one rolling dice, feeding the pigeons. We haven't know, had any uh, submitted fan art in a really long time, but if someone could draw a picture of. <laughs> Uncle Phil from the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, or anyone from Futurama, or even us throwing jazz out a window metaphorically. I would love it's to a, see it's that. A door. <laughs> yeah, just the door. The door's open, and he, he looks like Banshee from the X Men, but it's all like like bebop. <laughs> you guys, I don't, I don't think Pete's ever even seen. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it's ruining this Fresh Prince of Bel Air podcast that we've been doing. Hey, hey, Disguised hey, hey, hey. as no. the drama cast. <laughs> look, the look. big reveal at the end is the whole time it was about the Fresh Prince. Look, I have been a fan of Alfonso Ribeiro since he was hawking his own breakdancing kits <laughs> during commercials <laughs> on <laughs> Silver Spoons. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, uh, <laughs> uh, a Michael Jackson jacket, yeah. with the zippers and stuff, and then he sold... He sold like six by six cardboard mats with his face on them, with a with a at back then a VHS tape that would show you how to breakdance. Because he was before he was Carlton, he was a professional breakdancer. I feel like he's due for an Oscar. Remember those? Uh... <laughs> he needs to show up in like a Tarantino movie, in a really intense edgy role, and I think that would be like it's like, like he... Travolta in a dance scene. Yeah, he needs to yeah. bring him back. He needs to probably bring him coming. Back. Yeah, the virtual <laughs> world that everyone plugged into in. Near Death Star? Transalon Friederscape. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> a, re- a retirement community in Florida. Yeah, the Death Star, the Near Death Star is insane. You just get processed in there, yeah. and they just wash and you down. It's super sad. It's so sad. I like that they sit in the rocking chairs. They look kind of content. washed down you know? and put into a rocking chair, which yeah. is, you know, and then, like, put into some sort of a tube. 
And then yeah. they just put you in those things and you just go to Florida. Uh, in your mind. Look, counter- I like that they could have gone anywhere like with the technology and that they're in a nursing home in the you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like, Count- like counterpoint. Maybe you're just fucking tired and you're like, I've been alive for 160 goddamn years. I just want to sit in a rocking chair. Get knocked out and just sit in this thing and wait for kind my of. family I, to never. Call I might me. be okay with that right now if some yeah. robots picked me up and were like, "What? Oh, I don't have to take a shower. You're just gonna wash me." And then yeah. I, get, I get to sit in a rocking chair. Exactly. But look at the professor. He was kind of just kind of guilted into that. He was made to feel like he hadn't accomplished anything. Yeah. He didn't really no, he, even belong there. He, He's got no, so much more potential. He, totally. He you know? allowed so his clone to yeah. shame him, which was, I mean, he should have just killed Hubert and been like, "I'm gonna try again." <laughs> How he, old do you need to get to be able to lie that you're 10 years younger than you actually are? Pretty pretty old. I think if you're... Because think about it. If you're like 90 and then you told me you were 80, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, looks yeah. the same. But you can't yeah, do that when you're uh, like 40. 40, like you couldn't say that you're 30. And Unless you're thing, one like, of the people from Parks and Rec or... Or just know, any celebrity. Listen, you know, despite being uh, called an old man on this show repeatedly, I have for many years been thought of as by gotten people away who with don't yeah you, you they, look they always think i'm a lot younger than i am you look about six and a half years younger than you are yeah <laughs> at least yeah i i can play 35 yeah you know on on television mm-hmm. with the right amount of light and makeup yeah yeah and people that look older than him and, around and him. a knight's helmet <laughs> and a cgi face uh, and, a Michael, and a Michael Jackson jacket, <laughs> which distracts people from the gray hair and the wrinkles because you don't have all any gray symbols. hair. Do you have gray hair? It's slowly but surely coming huh. in. He has where he has gray hair. We don't have <laughs> hair. <laughs> you, you will. <laughs> I still have all the S- silverback. Silverback going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's distressing. Um. I, we're kind of we're kind of hitting the end of this, like so. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode, but I didn't find it to be overwhelmingly funny. This wasn't this wasn't like a really Dan. Laughy, as far as like episode. just the collective of Futurama, like that that you've uh, seen a bunch of times, like where do you put this in the middle? Is it a funnier one? I didn't think. I mean, they were introducing Lower. you know a new little sub character here, yeah. so I feel like they they spent a decent amount of time on that. I didn't think it was like exceptionally funny. Kind of se. introducing a shitty character too, so that loses a, a lot of time for good character jokes. that just isn't meant. It like just isn't funny. Yeah, I didn't think Hubert was very funny. I'm sure Polonium somebody out there is thinks hilarious. He is, Does but, he continue yeah. to not be funny? Is that what we can expect? When yeah. Hubert just more him. and more the same. And he never sucks. really evolves at all. Yeah, he's and just like an obnoxious. I mean, the Simpsons had the good prick. sense to get rid of Poochie within 20 minutes. Like, Hubert well, just that was the, that was a whole self-aware thing of introducing like a shitty. It was like um, when Growing Pains suddenly had that little girl on it, or like uh, the Married with Children. It, well, no, it was, did Growing Pains had Leonardo DiCaprio? Or was that oh, that's else? it. That's what. They, oh, they did it. both. They had Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, they, and they, they had the little daughter. girl Christie. So Hubert yeah. is essentially the Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, he's the Leonardo well, DiCaprio for sure. Yeah. The, the most jarring one was on Family Ties because they had a baby and then he aged five yep. years in one season, yep. but everybody else stayed the same. It's just yeah. like, no, fuck it, we did this wrong. So now we have this kid. And I, didn't he grow up to be like a tattooed up meth head? I, th- I think if you look up the kid that played uh, the I baby on on uh, Family Ties, like he really took a turn, um, as early fame often does. I I'm left with um, Don Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That was another 
I'm, oh, yeah. I'm left with a question here, and this is more philosophical as opposed to anything because it's kind of how it, it ended the episode. Uh-huh. If you had a clone, would the clone refer to you as father, dad, like or he does as mom? Yeah. Or it seemed like really weird to me. Yeah, no, you know what? I forgot that they were going to do that. What do you think, Danny? It felt weird. I mean, he, you're, he's not your dad. Yeah. Hubert calls the professor dad, and you're just. It, it's the first time he does it at yeah. the end of the episode. It's like almost like a stepdad situation. That yeah, I guess where like the stepson's like finally or maybe calls you're like dad you're just like accepting like, it in the father figure yeah. space. I I don't know. It really just didn't. It seemed awkward to me. If he just called him professor or like Hubert or, or yeah, would you think you know? that that would, yeah? Because I feel like I would be more comfortable with that. I forgot that he called him that, and it's just kind of like I don't know. It's because it's not. You well, know? yeah, I also felt like it kind of set the stage that now, okay, Professor's going to have this son, like from mm-hmm. now on. And I and I can't remember. I didn't feel like Hubert's in that many episodes. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it, not like every episode, but he's like, yeah. he's a he comes back and he's, he's a, a semi regular like, character. There's certain episodes that center around him again, yeah, but mm-hmm. there's other things that happen. And I mean, all through the end of the series, he's in it, but he's just definitely not one of the better characters at all. No. And it, I'm glad that they didn't have their original idea to do what they were going to do, where he was just going to always be in it, just pointing out, like, any of the inconsistencies and stuff, because that would that's just start my, ruining... That's my the, job. Right. And that's why we started this podcast, just so could Pete could point out uh, wrongdoings in cartoons. So, speaking of characters you'd, we would like to see more of, uh, something we frequently ask our guests is, mm-hmm. if you could see a spin-off of any Futurama character. And it, it doesn't need to be one of the main ones. It can be a secondary. It can be one of the main it ones. It can be. It can be. Uh, but it could be a tertiary person. It could be someone you only meet once um, or, you know, or becomes like a backup figure. Like, not not to sway your vote or anything, but, like, you could be like, oh, I, I'd like to see a spinoff about Glermo. You okay. know, from so anybody. From the, yeah, anybody. Yeah. Who we would you like to see? We could actually see Calculon on a show. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and Why? Well, you know, I would initially... I mean, one of my favorite characters is Fry, of course, but this show is pretty much him anyway. But uh, Professor, you know, is also great, but now I kind of feel like I'm getting a little bit of that, you know, mad scientist stuff with Rick and Morty. I don't know. It's really tough. I guess uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know... What Bender would just be up to if he was getting into a bunch of, you know? Come on. Well, here's the thing. Bender, he can get into some some trouble, and you know he's always going to get out of it. Um, you know, I don't, bubble. I don't, I'm not, I, I, Hermes, I'm not a fan of Hermes. Me neither. He's I just, I don't he's like just an asshole. When you were, when you were, we were telling you about it, and then you were like, oh, like Calculon, blah, blah, blah. I was hoping you're going to go with Calculon no, because I, that's my pick. And well, this, I think that would be an amazing spin. Yeah, but Calculon's kind of just a one dimensional character. Yeah, you he know? is. Um, I think Bender is Bender too. Kind yeah. of so is is Bender kind of is too. Bender. It is true, but, okay, but he's. Okay, but Bender that, does open up in some episodes. And you're, okay, so like, you're the first person to suggest Bender. And I, I think there's a lot of. No, somebody else did. I don't think so. Yeah, so somebody else who said that Bender was their favorite character. I thought a lot of said some that. people I'll, said that. Well, I wouldn't John DiMaggio on here. Bender is <laughs> Bender is definitely not my favorite character. Which it's definitely I'm torn between. I mean Fry. I mean, but uh, you know what could be interesting would be a a pseudo reality show with like what if the show was like Survivor but with Bender as the host instead of Jeff Probst? <laughs> what would he do to those? And, like people? how would he torture and you know. 
and sabotage fear them. Or, yeah, or exactly. Punked. <laughs> with yeah. Vendor. Everyone would just get killed. <laughs> see, I would like to just kind of see him just going off on his misadventures of just, you know, taking advantage of people and becoming a demagogue on just, a robot. Okay, planet. yeah, I think you know, I could enjoy just that. Doing whatever he does, which is anything he wants and, and you know. That could be fine, especially if it got just like super just nihilistic of him just being like, I'm Bender, I'm doing this. Like if it if it really went there, yeah. like I, I could be into that. You know. I don't know that he'd learn a lesson every episode, which is kind of the that would part be of the, the fun of it. Even better, that's part if of he the did fun it, of it. Like, is like he doesn't have to learn an. Episode, it could be like uh, an always lesson. sunny thing, where like you know they're just assholes. You know, exactly, like, exactly. Which is like, which is entertaining sometimes. Yeah, no, and, if and it's so done that, right. It I mean, be. that's the whole thing. Like, like we all have our our own that we'd like to see, but um, you know, I think early on we kind of poo pooed uh, Zap Brannigan as one, and then Bill Bill Squire had like a really convincing argument for it. Like it's it's less about the inherent uh, pros and cons of the character. I think if you can come up with an in- interesting thesis, and I th- I think you did, that would be that'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, Zap would be cool just because we'd get to see a lot more Kiff. Yeah, uh, good. He is. Actually I would love one to see him characters. as like a main character. I love. Yeah, I like Kiff. He's, yeah, he's amazing. On, on that note, thank you so much for joining us today, Dan. Thank you so as, much yeah, for dude, having like, me. This is a great episode. Um, it was good to have no, you. I, we didn't really get into this at the beginning, but. Um, what what do you do and where can people find out about you and what oh, you do? Okay, well, you, uh, I write for Pressure Life, uh, which is a magazine in Cleveland, and um, our our newest tenth issue, I think, the print issue, is going to be out next Friday, I believe, like the eighteenth of November. Where can, um, where can you get that? Like, how do you, you get can, that? It's at bars all over Cleveland, right. Lakewood, surrounding areas, not just bars, other places. It's too. like a glossy alt weekly or so. Is it? Yeah, it's is like it a monthly? glossy. It's free. It's bi monthly right now. Okay. And but we have web stuff too, so you can find us at PressureLife.com. Um, pretty much where you also can find Scene Magazine. That's right. Pretty it's like much exactly, where it is. Like we're a little. We're we're. Uh, you're more a little colorful. smaller than Scene, so we're you're, on top. You're Ooh. yeah yeah. It's yeah. A, otherwise it's a very. Nice magazine, like it's very colorful. Right. There's good. We try to in cut, it. keep our ads down a little bit. We don't have as many ads. Um, you aren't like, advertising for prostitution websites that indulge in human trafficking. Not in the back of it. Personally, no, not in that. Uh, or smoking weed life. for money. <laughs> that ad that's been on the back of the scene for for twenty years. So that, and and just to clarify, since this is this is an audio uh, podcast. That's pressure, P-R-E-S-S-U-R-E, not P-R-E-S-S-Y-O-U-R. Why right, did you spell correct. it wrong? It's just, I, well, yeah. because it's just well, because actually they had press, a, press your life. They had press a press your, your life. life. They had a press your life like oh. tagline with it too at one point. But oh. no, it's pressure life. And also, um, I do a little bit of weird sketch comedy video stuff. Um, I'm one seventh of a troop of guys. We call ourselves All This Mustache, oh. and you can uh, we have we we. We're most known, I guess, for doing the 48-hour film project okay. uh, in Cleveland, uh, which we've been doing that, I think, more than anybody else. And our and our Horror 48, which we just did last month, is coming out, I think, Friday. Oh, wow. Uh, November. Do you guys have any stuff, like, up on YouTube? And, or like Yeah, YouTube. Or find like? us. Uh, we're, yeah, we're on Facebook. <laughs> Pressure and all this are both on Facebook and, uh, and YouTube, so you can find us on there. I'll post a link to YouTube. Yeah, let's link just it. Let's YouTube. YouTube. Why did you sound? Why did, why did you sound like Leatherface when you said that? Like, I'll post YouTube and, and YouTube. type words, and you'll find us. Not Leatherface doesn't talk. I should have picked any other horror movie character. Like, we don't know that he doesn't talk. We just haven't seen him talk. He just goes he screams. Oh, screams. How could you hear him under the noise of that chainsaw? How could you, under the ah, skin true. that's yeah. covering his face, he sounds muffled. 
had a neighbor running one of those things for like the last four weeks all day long, and I can't hear a goddamn thing. Oh, man. Wow. Just that cut was... the tree down already. Jeez. I know. I don't know what he's doing. Hopefully, it's not chopping up bodies. <laughs> uh, we got to finish this up. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for being on, uh, Dan. Thank and, you so much. Uh, I had a great time. Hopefully, we'll have you back on soon. We're uh, We're getting back. To doing this regularly now for a while. Right on. I'll come back for any Kubert episode. (laughs) Your favorite character. My favorite character. He's the worst. Um.